Welcome to the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show, Vikings Hot Takes. We've got me, Flip Mozzie. We've got Eric J. Thompson. We've got six questions in 20 minutes. And the fans in the with the answers in the comments. So buckle up, and we'll see you on the other side of the roller. Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. All right, we are back, finally back. And Eric, it, it's draft season. Are you hyped? Yes, we are almost two weeks to like the hour away from the the Vikings drafting hopefully their next star player. Yeah, it's it's actually it's getting close. And again, we we do not claim to be draft gurus. We don't expect to to know every single prospect on a, every single big board, but it, it's it's exciting that the Vikings are going to, in theory, be better in a couple of weeks. So that's going to be really it's it's um, fun to see exactly who they who they add. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm going to be honest, you know, pick 12 is always weird for me. It's just that middle of the draft. It's like that it's that Christian Ponder pick. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm a little nervous this year. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to need you, Eric. I'm going to need the fans in the comments, Viking Jerome, yep. Jeffrey, Dan. Y'all got to get me hyped on this draft process because I don't want Quasi to blow it in his first year. But hey, right. we got to get started because we do this thing in 20 minutes. So let's put the time up on the clock and get the questions going. Eric, the first question is a draft question. Pick number 12. Should they trade up? Should they pick at 12? Or should they trade down? Well, they should. Yes, they should. But, but I mean, they should. they should. They should have a plan in place for all three. And like I said at the top here, we are exactly two weeks away from them actually making this pick. And that means these plans should be, they should start to materialize if they haven't already by now. Like I hope the Vikings have a place, something in place like, okay, say, you know, Sauce Gardner, if he starts to slip for some reason, like if, okay, if he's still around at pick X, we then we're gonna we're gonna get, try to get a deal in place before you know you don't want to try to scramble and do this on the phones on actually Thursday night. We have a t- deal in place with Team X that we're gonna trade this and this to move up this many spots. Or if there's a group of guys that you're like, okay, if any of these guys slip to us at, at twelve, we're taking them no matter what. If they're if you know they have a top ten list or a top eight list or something like that, and they're not fortunate enough that any of them actually slipped to them at 12 then hopefully they have a plan in place where or maybe they get blown away like that's the only thing that um you know with the the actual draft night that's kind of the fun part of being in that sort of the the middle of round one because pick 12 is still good enough where some teams behind you are going to probably offer a decent amount to get up there uh into that pick 12 especially if someone is is slipping on their board so it's uh i i I don't want to lock myself into saying okay well they should definitely stay at 12 or they should definitely trade up for this person or they should definitely trade back it really depends on how the draft the the board unfolds and that's kind of the the beauty especially of that first night is like there are so many permutations and possibilities just I just hope that the Vikings have something in place for all three situations because again that could it could be 
the, the trading up could be the best thing, staying put could be the best thing, or trading back could be the best thing. But they need to have a play, plan in place for all three. Do you have a preference on exact? Like, do you want them to? Are there certain players that you want them to trade up for, or, or are you kind of cool with, with twelve? Yeah, I think for me it boils down to how much you like Derek Stingley Jr. and okay. whether you think he'll be there at twelve. You know, Stingley for me is the one guy who's popped it out as by far and above the preferable choice. Daily Norseman mock draft database has 40% of mock drafts selecting Derek Stingley Jr. to go to the Minnesota Vikings at 12. This is the cornerback from LSU. So he's got ties to Patrick Peterson. He's got ties to the defensive back coach, Durante Jones, NFL bloodlines, an insane freshman season with 21 pass deflections and six interceptions. That that was the national championship year. So he won a national championship in his freshman year and played outstanding that year. He is coming off that foot injury. So I think that foot injury yep. is the only reason you wouldn't say trade up for this guy. And if you don't trade up for him, you know, sure, other guys could be there. Sauce Gardner could be there, but that's unlikely so, so right. with Stingley's injury, I think that trade-up just isn't really great for what the Vikings we want to do. Not to mention, you know, we need more than one player from this draft. We'll get into that later. So for me, it's Stingley at 12 or trade down and, and see what you can get in terms of value the same way they did last year with Christian Derrissaw. Right. I, so, okay. So let me rephrase that a little bit before we get to our question. What do you think is most likely to happen between the first of those three? Cause I think training up is probably the least likely yeah. for me, just because I, I think it's going to take a lot of capital. And I think a lot of these players that the Vikings are really high on will probably go well before that. It, it you know, they, they trade up from, do you, do you think they stay and actually make a pick mm-hmm. at 12 or do you think they move back a bit? I think the rumors are true. I think there's going to probably be a, a a desirable quarterback there at 12. The rumors with the Steelers and the Saints looking to trade up, I think those are true. And I think they ultimately end up do trade down and then see what they have, you know, in terms of cornerback, uh, edge, safety, or wide receiver after they trade down. That's That's the hot yep. take, right? Yep. It's it's funny, like we're we're kind of rooting for the, the Spielman method a little bit already. But I think that that, that might be how only it actually breaks Spielman, out. That's fine. Only because Spielman left us with like no picks, with eight picks and three wow. of them are in the sixth round. So Rel- yes, relatively for him especially. That is true. Okay. A lot, we, we'll have lots more yeah, we'll have a lot more <laughs> we'll have lots more draft stuff. But uh I'm interested in uh, what's actually going to be happening when the games actually start. So who do you think is going to be the starting right guard for the Vikings in week one? Yeah. So the one thing we can kind of see going in the draft is, you know, after weeks of agony, not knowing who our guard is going to be, they added two guards. For me, it's pretty easy to say Chris Chris Reed is going to be the starter based on everything we've heard, you know, after his signing, Jesse Davis had his like, 15 seconds of fame before they signed Chris Reed, but Reed has more starting experience, you know? So I I think they might say competition, but I don't really see one. Jesse was a tackle. Wyatt was a rookie. Chris Reed's going to slot in and I'll take him at two and a half million over like Brandon Scherf at 17 million. That's like, again, 
not even a hot take. I think the hotter take is Wyatt Davis might not even be on the team in 2022. That's a third round pick. Thanks a lot, Rick Spielman, for that third round pick that I don't think is going to even make it through training cramp. And, And he was crowned as the starting guard just a year ago. So things change, but yeah, for me, it's Chris Reed. Wow, that is that's that's spicy. I I really hope Davis makes that that jump. I really like. I I hope he's in the competition at least. But if I if I'm telling the truth, I I mean from what we've heard and not seen from Davis in that first year, like that he couldn't make the field. I think it's a lot more likely he's in trouble of making the roster in the first place than actually competing for that starting job. I think it's Chris Reed as well. I think that's why they brought him in. Mm-hmm. If, if that's the floor, if the floor is Chris Reed, who is a serviceable right guard, who started a bunch of games with a pretty good offensive line in the Colts, obviously he wasn't as good as that other the other guard in, in Indianapolis, but uh, you could certainly do worse. I mean, after all, the Vikings have done much worse than Chris Reed the last several years at that position. So I think that's a big reason why they brought him in. It's not exciting. It's not like, well, hey, there's this is he's going to he's not going to be a huge game changer, but I think he's he's better than Ole Udo, and I think unless Davis really makes a leap this this offseason and the preseason it's I think it's it's Reed's job to lose for right now and it's it's nice to have other people in the mix don't just hand him the job see who actually earns it but I I think that's what we're five months away from week one I think that's that's definitely the guy yeah yeah all right let's go to the next one Eric how many year one starters should we expect from this 2022 draft well, hope for and expect are definitely two different numbers. I, I, I hope that we get like five or six. I hope they like, you know, the, the ideal here is get that 2017, I think, the Saints draft that basically turned their entire team around where they had Camara and they picked up a couple guys in the secondary. Wow. And it, they, yeah, and they, I mean, that is, that's just not realistic. But I think it's reasonable to expect two. At least, like you, you, you hope you get two new starters okay. in the mix with this draft. I think, I mean, first rounders, you always expect to, to be in the mix right away. And especially, I mean, everyone and their brother seems to have the Vikings taking a defensive player in the first round and the Vikings are very defensive needy. It makes sense. They need to, they need starters. Like there, there are a lot of question marks here, especially in the secondary. And I think along linebacker and at least, you know, I'm not saying that they have to play 90% of the snaps, like some of the players did in Zimmer's defense, but I think they need someone that makes an impact right away on in week one. And I think so that first rounder is that that's what they're going to look for. And then after that, it's like, you know, the, the day two picks, you, you hope that they're at least competing for a stop or at least in a rotational or a spot and at least in the rotational kind of uh, role, but you know, maybe like a nickel corner or something like that, but maybe isn't the official starter, but is, is getting a good amount of snaps. But I mean, anything after that day three, if you're getting, production period outside of special teams out of day three guys that it's a bonus so that's why like it's it's nice to develop all these players and and get as many as, as you can but that was kind of what spielman ran into is he was taking a ton of swings at this but he was a lot of them were coming in the fifth sixth seventh round and sure a couple of them hit um like there there are some definitely some success stories especially in the fourth round the uh, the vikings have done pretty well over the years but it's it's it i think you can't expect more than two like you 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 expect one for sure you hope that the second one is at least making a pretty good impact and after that it's like okay well any anything uh, like that that's the thing it's like we're yes the vikings are gonna if they make a couple hits in the draft they're gonna be 
automatically better. That's a huge if because the, the draft is a crapshoot. We we don't know what they're going to get out of that. But that's I think. I mean, do you think otherwise for a number? Like, are are you saying zero or one or something yeah. like that? Or I I I think the most I you think, can hold. I, I think you're a little more optimistic than I am. You know, Mateo saying hope for four, expect one. Uh, that's I, fine. I sure. Think, I think if we get two year one starters, that's a great draft. Um, sure. And there's two ways. There's two ways for a rookie to start. One is that they're really good. The other is that whatever position they drafted at is really bad. So I, I think there's enough needs where, like, yeah, you could slot in somebody to cornerback right away, maybe defensive end if you don't believe in Armand Watts, maybe safety if you don't believe in Cam Bynum. And then like on offense, like I don't know a tight end, like, and I don't I don't see him drafting tight end. So there's three spots we could see a rookie starter. And I just don't – I think it's getting getting two out of those three positions filled would be a dream. I'll go with one. Hope for one. Or expect one. That's, hope for more. That's – I think especially – yeah, you look on the offensive side of the ball for the Vikings. Like, are there really going to be a lot of starting spots open? Like, I mean, they're, they're set at wide receiver. They're set at running back. They're set at tight end. Right. They're, mostly set along the offensive line that's where I maybe see one sneaking in or set a quarterback so like that's yeah it's it there's it's it is you're you're right. it's a it's an intersection of opportunity and talent and i think that's right. this year i think what you're probably leaning towards one all right yeah so next question we're we're, try, we're t- talking about filling on the other parts yeah. of the roster the other way so which remaining free agent would be the best fit for the vikings there's a lot of them out there yeah i there is a lot of them out there. I don't think we need to make it too complicated. The Athletic has a ranking of the re- remaining free agents. Top of the list is Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, and like, it, just do it. Like, it's definitely the Honey Badger. We have a need at safety. Maybe it's not a need, but even if it's not a need, and you trust Cam Bynum, they can go big nickel. They can put Honey Badger in there. Their only other slot corner right now is uh, Chandon Sullivan, which nobody he, nobody thinks he's actually that good. So throw the honey badger in the mix. We have all these we, – we've made a lot of defensive improvements over this offseason, but they're all very slotted into their roles, whether it's Jordan Hicks or Zadarius Smith or, you know, Patrick Peterson. The honey badger can be like a true Swiss Army knife in this new Ed Donato defense. And I so and he's the best free agent still out there. That's my pick, Honey Badger. If they can afford it, absolutely. I have my <laughs> doubts. I think I think they might get outbid for Honey Badger services because he is still definitely he's got a lot left. So, but I'll that I'll go. There. I'll try to go. Yeah, I mean the other obvious one we we talked about JC Treader what like a month ago on this show, and he's still available, still out there, still had some good PFF grades. He's he's a good pass pass blocker. Just saying. You saw- Oh, you but saw I mean, Gary Bradbury at that T-Wolves game. You, I sure did. Saw... He looked really small compared to everyone else that was in that picture, didn't he? I could see why he's getting shoved around. But, yeah, I, I mean, I like there's a few options at corner. Like, I'm I'm going a little more bargain bin just for to throw more names out there that might be a little more realistic. Like, you know, Stephon Gilmore is still out there. I think it sounds like the Colts and Rams are probably going to be in on him. Uh, but, like – He's going to be 32 after the season, and he didn't really play a whole lot. I mean, like, then you're looking at guys like, you know, Joe Hayden, who's 
Desiers are definitely behind him. And like Kyle Fuller, who I think the Broncos gave like $9 million and Fangio still kind of end up benching him towards the end of the year. And there's a few edge rushers that kind of maybe, you know, like again, that you're, their names are bigger than their play right now, but there's guys out there like Justin Houston, who still maybe has a little bit Jerry Hughes. I still kind of like, he didn't have that big of a year, but, um, and JPP, you're just traumatized. Yeah. You're trauma. Gary Hughes traumatized you from that game three years ago. No, he did that. 2018 really game. He looked like the best player in the world. Yeah. What, what about Gronkowski? What about Rob Gronkowski across from Irv Smith jr.? Are just you, for the that would be more fun just for the than Justin on. Houston. Yes. Yes. Sure. If we're going past their prime guys, might as well bring in Gronk. I'm sure he'd love Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go to my third and, and and final question, Eric. Who is your favorite 2022 draft prospect? Fans, I mean, in the comments. One. I want to hear you too. Go ahead. I mean, this. The, the easiest one, it, it's Sauce. It's Ahmad Gardner. It, he is the perfect blend of absolute value and talent and need. Like, that's the easy – I mean, I'm not I'm not uh, unearthing anything new here. But, but, I mean, people can point to how Cincinnati didn't play the greatest schedule. But, like, when they did play the big boys, he did just fine in that, too. He shut down everyone he faced. He's not going to be there, though. He's not – going to be at 12 I, I i don't see a world where he's just going oh yeah they're these these quarterback needy teams don't really need him i think stingley if he's around at 12 i'm i think i'm in on him like it's he's definitely not the slam dunk especially with the injury history and there you know that but I, I think his pro day i i really think his pro day probably literally jumped him out of 12 i think he's i think he's gone by 12 too i mean the like uh Thibodeau, like i i'm I don't get it. Like he was top one or two, like it was him and Hutchinson the entire college season. And now it's like, well, he could drop out of the top 10. If he's there, absolutely take him. Cause that's a great, uh, a mix of, of need too. I mean, that's, that's, uh, those are like the, the top three. I love Hamilton from the, from the, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Eric needs his mustache back. I know. I know. It's still, especially, I thought it was going to get warm in Minnesota. I'm freezing every time I go outside, but, um, yeah, I mean, those are my top ones. It, again, it's not revolutionary. It's, it's pretty consensus. But those, uh, if they can get one of those top two corners, I, I'm all on. Even if they trade back for the, the, the Washington guy, Mick, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, uh, McDuffie. Sorry. Sorry about that. Like, he's the, yeah. the size thing where he's made his ball skills. I get it. But if they trade back and he's still around in the in the teens or early 20s or something like that, I, I wouldn't mind that as well. Just because it's such a need. And he's still, you know, he he checks all the boxes except for the size, and you kind of worry about if he's going to make the big plays. But those are, those are my top ones. Again, I'm not um, I'm not reinventing the wheel with any of these, but I think that's that's who I take. How about you? Yeah, yeah. So we got the fans saying, you know, Kyle Hamilton, Desmond Ritter, hit, is a possible hidden gem. Ooh, uh, we got Kenyon Green. For me. It, it, like I'm just gonna go to receiver when I when you ask me this question. I'm gonna go find a fun receiver, and I'm gonna figure out a way for the Vikings to draft it. Trade back. There are a lot. Draft Chris there are a lot, lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, you just that's, draft that's, Chris Olave. Yep. He's Mister Does It All, which some people think is somehow a a slight. Like he has to be a speed guy or a possession guy. No, just throw him out there. Throw him in the offense with Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Make sure that the Packers do not get this guy. 
You know how happy Chris Carter would be, the Ohio State alum, if we drafted another Ohio State receiver, Chris Olave? Make sure he doesn't go to the Packers. Let the Packers right, Ted, trot out. Ted Glover would like it too. Yeah, Ted, yeah, Ted would like Ed it. Ed Glover would love it. it. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> let let the Packers trot out Alan Lazard and whatever random Sammy Watkins. Oh, Sammy Watkins, baby. Yeah, the the homeless man's uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If we can't have Stingley, if we can't have Pat Pete and Derek Stingley on defense, then let's get Chris Olave and Justin Jefferson on offense. I think. That's the way to go. That's my pick. I haven't even looked at the draft that much, but everyone would love Chris Olave after a trade back. Don't let them tell you different. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. That's just firepower. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Got about a minute and a half yeah. left. Let's get to my last question. So which format do you like better for the draft? It used to be Saturday, Sunday, bang out the two, two days. Now they stretch it out over three days. Do you like the current, the Thursday night, Friday night, all day Saturday or did you like the you know just kind of hunkering down for the weekend and getting the get it out in the two days the the Thursday Friday Saturday format is absolutely terrible like first of all let's be honest I I watch the draft on mute I'm not I'm listening to music and just watching the screens (laughs) goodbye because I can't listen to Mel Kuyper yap in my ear all day long like that about teams that I don't even care about. So to draw that into three days and the nights, my nights, I love my nights. Go back to the old way where you can just mow the lawn while the draft is going or go <laughs> run some errands, you know, or, you know, you can you can dog sit, you can house sit, you can do whatever Saturday, Sunday, bring back the weekend draft. I am with you. I, it's, I, maybe it's the, the, the draft that we grew up with. I, I get, obviously, why the NFL does it. They want to stretch it out for as much airtime and as much uh, advertising dollars as they can possibly get. But, yeah, I just like having the weekend. Like, Thursday night, it's it's weird. Like, I can't go out on Thursday night and watch a draft. Saturday, I can. Like, I can go, you know, yeah. go out to a bar or something like that in a friend's house and watch it. So, like, bring it back. Yeah. And the way it the way it is now, the Saturday is just nobody watches on Saturday because you've already you've already you know all the hype is yeah, it's after Thursday Friday. Exactly. All right, bring it back, NFL. You heard. Anyways, bring it back, and we're gonna bring it back, Eric. How's that Google Calendar looking next weekend? I think this next week we're good. I, on the actual draft, of course, we're you know we're busy because why? That's you're, you're being a father of two kids, and we have birthdays coming up. Yep, that's I'm I'm busy then. But next week we'll get it. We'll we'll get the the best pre-draft because we got so much stuff going on at Lake Munster and on the actual draft. Yeah. So that's gonna be great. You're gonna be in town. You're gonna be there in person at Lake Munster. So that's awesome. We're gonna have a lot of people there. But next week we'll we'll do one more. We'll get a we'll put a bow on all the the pre-draft hype before it actually happens. Yes, sir. Eric, it's been a pleasure. The fans have been great. And until next time, y'all, Skull Vike. Skull. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, The Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.